big confession and i mean it's been weighing on me and i can't i can't i can't hold it any longer i have to tell you what you ready yes i want a threesome with Daniel and Anelia Pasley. And what is Reckless Love all about? Well, our podcast essentially is about love. Loving each other as a married couple, loving God together, loving our family, our friends, and just giving motivation and spreading joy and peace throughout the world. Well, let's not look at three sums to the world's view. Let's look at it through God's eye. What is a threesome to God? I mean, what does that look like in a Christian marriage? What does a threesome look like? And what meanings can we get from it? No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you, what do you think it looks like? I would say it's not something that you can easily define. Really? It is a process. Mm -hmm. And I believe that on that process, you have the infancy stage. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Go on. You I'm have learning. The intermediate stage, and you have the very hot phase. So when you say the uh, infancy, infancy. What do you mean, though? This is essentially the beginning of your journey, the Christian journey of having God in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and for a lot of kids, yes, we're newlyweds, freshly married, you know, new to the thing. However, we've been learning so much along the journey. So for other newlyweds who may be wondering, how can I start um, my threesome? How can I start that, as you say, that infancy stage where God is just starting to get in a relationship? What do we do? What, what, what would your advice be for those persons? My advice would be start. Mm-hmm. And how do we start? So we start with baby steps. And the baby steps would include prior, scripture, devotional life, and having that consistency. Even if it's not perfect at the start, you may forget to worship at times. You may be busy. Whatever it is that throws you off that schedule, it's important not to give up and to start. But I want to get a little bit more granular. So when I mean by infant stage, you start off your day with your significant other through prayer. Yeah. Start off the five minutes. Then do it the next day again. And it grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was really helpful. So if you're out there and you are struggling with keeping God at the center of your relationship, take that baby step. Start by a prayer. Five minutes, maybe a minute. You know, worship together sing songs together delight in his presence and you will be so amazed how i wouldn't say quickly but how without even noticing how your relationship improves another point as we you know seek to spice up or through some in our christian marriage i would say 
we have to remember that God's presence is there. We have to remember that his presence is there. And when we say about God's presence, we talk about his um, omniscience, his omnipresence. He's always there. He said in Matthew 18, verse 20, where two or three or more are gathered, he will be there. So isn't he not in our relationship if we invite him? I believe so, because you might feel as if God's presence is only there in worship. Mm -hmm. But even when you're having your conflicts, he's there. He's there in every single moment that's powerful. In our research for the topic, we were, well, I really was reading earlier about God's presence in a marital relationship. And it spoke about a lot of times we tend to forget that God is in every room. God is in every conversation. He's in every argument, every conflict, every good times, every bad times. Every time we may not feel like we like each other or we may not wake up feeling in love, God is there. And we sometimes relegate God to a belief or a memory or a system of principles that we forget he's a real presence. He's there. He's really there. And if we are to remember his presence in our conversation, how we treat you, treat each other as a loved one as spouse then we'll be more cautious in what we say and how we say it and if we are inviting god's presence in every aspect of our relationship he'll guide our thoughts and our and our actions mm -hmm. and even let's be realistic i'm not saying that every day it's gonna be we're perfect, going to be right? perfect we're yeah. going to say um loving things but even when we fall short even when we have our arguments you say lord allow me just just allow me <laughs> and intervene and just let me just put my ego aside and tell her sorry let me tell him sorry yeah yes yeah, females yes we can say sorry to ladies yes definitely i think if we are to ask ourselves a question god is right beside me i'm talking to his son my husband, mm -hmm. his son, mm -hmm. and he's right there. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't I be careful what I say to his son? And for our gentlemen, yes. I know that we are very stubborn creatures, very, very stubborn creatures we can be. But we have to remember that we need to love our wives as God loved the what? Church. Church. Definitely. Definitely. And let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Tell them. It is, some, <laughs> it is a selfless act. You see, when you talk about reckless love, you know, we're not talking about, oh, yes, what you want. It's about selfless giving of yourself to the next person without thinking about anything in return. Exactly. I would call it reckless because it's a love where despite the possibility that you won't get anything in return despite the possibility that you will get hurt despite the possibility possi <laughs> possibility i'm having a freeze hold on but Let you're in a zone in a zone in a zone go again mm -hmm. go again go again despite the possibility that that person won't love you back the way you have loved them or showed them love you're gonna love them anyway despite the possibility that maybe they'll still cheat uh they'll still be stubborn they will still 
maybe unforgiving, mm-hmm. whatever sinful traits traits they're struggling with, despite all of that, we're gonna love them as Christ loves us. And remember what I just said. It's a process. So yeah. although you hear us talking, God God is working on us and we are not we may not be the most consistent, but let me tell you, you see when you have the when you are aware that mm-hmm. God is in it and you want God to be in it. When you're aware that the threesome is happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see God's God's miraculous work in your relationship in your life. Let me tell you, man. Then it makes a difference. It makes a difference. But that brings me to the point, Daniel, um, of us being aware of God's involvement in our marriage. Mm-hmm. It brings me to the point that we need to love each other with God's help. Ephesians 5 verse 18, it instructs, us, it instructs us to be filled with the Spirit. Now, what type of Spirit we're talking about now? The Holy Spirit, okay. God's Spirit, His characteristics. Because depending on our own definition of love and our own cap- capabilities, human capabilities of love, then we won't love each other adequately to to keep our relationship going for years. We have to enlist God's love, God's help rather, in teaching us how to love each other, in teaching us what love is, in helping us to remove society's definition of love and how a man should be and a woman should be, how we should treat each other, but to replicate God's definition of what love is, is and how he wants us to love each other, loving him first. And why is it so important that we have God's help? Let me tell you. You see, after 15 years and after 20 years, maybe the same type of energy that we had. We may not have it. So guess what? God will need to reignite that love. Yeah, keep because, the, mm-hmm. I think having that threesome with God keeps that keeps that fire burning. It definitely does. I mean, we're definitely, obviously, obviously not a 50-year relationship <laughs> i mean we're just starting home but we can only suspect that as we journey down this road we will have challenges and we will need that third party being the head to guide us because god knows that on our own we can't love the way he calls us to love and that's why we appeal to you those persons who you know you're just getting married and maybe in the first week maybe in their first, first month year. Let me tell you, don't worry yourself. Don't waste your time worrying yourself. Love with God's help. Yeah. Having 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 God as the head of a relationship, it really brings that reassurance that despite the challenges we will encounter and the challenges we have already encountered that we can make it through if we rely on him, if we understand that we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities. And we understand that our partners aren't perfect. Mm-hmm. But we love them nonetheless. And that is, as we said, by enlisting God's help in teaching us how to love. One of the things also, Daniel, is... When we speak about having that threesome, each person in that threesome must still know God for themselves. Mm. They must 
still step away and have that one-on-one -on -one time with God. So in other words, you need that personal devotion. Yes, you and God. Your personal devotion. So while we, yes, have your devotion with your spouse and your family worship, but you, we still need that one-on-one -on -one time with God. And we find where, well, I find, I find personally when my personal relationship with God is going good, I'm fire. more consistent mm -hmm. in our family worship. Mm. The moment I'm off with my personal worship, that consistency is off is off is off so having that personal relationship with god knowing god for yourself encourages and boosts your family life and and boosts that relationship as a couple and your worship life as a couple because let's say and it's important for both parties because let's say daniel your personal relationship with god is on fire and i'm struggling i may not be the one to you know, want to get up and worship, but because you have that connection, you kind of motivate me. Well, not kind of, you do. You motivate me. And it goes vice versa. When you're feeling a little low with your personal a relationship with God, and I'm connected, I can, you know, connect you to mm -hmm. the source. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or help me connect to the source. Yeah, help it, yes. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I'm not a connector. I, I take no credit, but I can help you... You know, yeah. find back that joy, find back that love, and just us, because we genuinely, passionately love God on our own, when we come together, that love ignites and it creates something magical. But um, still on the threesome, right? I want to kind of define how that threesome looks. I don't want anybody to have the wrong image in their head when we talk about threesome with God. We want to define that, that image of how, how is that threesome structured and how does it actually look. It reminds me of a shape. You have any idea of what shape I'm talking about? A triangle. A triangle. Tick, tick, tick. Yes. <laughs> when we look at the triangle, it's basically having God at the top point and daniel and i were down the bottom but god is not trying to steal your partner away from you no he's not trying to take daniel away from he's not trying to steal a man nah he ain't trying to steal your woman nah he's actually trying to help us to love deeper <laughs> right yeah yeah I, I i totally concur with that and I want to make the point that if you love God passionately, if you, go, if you love God recklessly, it will naturally translate in how you love your significant other. Wow. Wow. So guess what? Have him at the top. Have him before your wife. Have him before your husband. Mm -hmm. Because once that is done, then it's, it comes naturally to be to love selflessly to love recklessly your spouse wow that's deep that's deep that is deep you know god should remain that head and you know you're still connected to your spouse nonetheless you're still connected just at a deeper deeper level now i want to switch it up a bit we're still on the topic of wanting a threesome <laughs> Christian 
think sex and marriage are threesome. Like, is it really a threesome? Mm. Is it really a threesome? Whoa. <laughs> oh, that one really threw me I off mean, there. It's a bit off topic ish, but I don't know. I, I'm just curious. Is it really a threesome? I mean, God did say we're two or more, three or gathers. Is there, right? So is he really there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, I don't think he's... He's not there. He's there. But he's not there in the act. I mean, he may be on the side saying, Alright, Majid, yeah, you're my son. You're my daughter. You go... uh, uh, Which situation are you talking about? Hmm? What do you mean? Which situation are you talking about? I'm talking about having sex and having God there okay. we're on a different side oh, of the threesome oh, okay, now okay okay you i'm know, saying is he no, is he actively no, no, because, participating because said there is, so let's just be specific let's get real i want to know is he actively participating is he a bystander is he a cheerleader like i don't know i really don't know <laughs> i had to go there i had to i had to but based so what do you think? I think? I think his presence is there. I definitely think he's there. Like, who would miss it? But I do think he's more of a, you know, a cheerleader, bystander. Because the thing about sex is something beautiful. It's something that he had created for use within marriage. So why wouldn't he be happy? Why wouldn't he be celebrating? Why wouldn't he be there? Why wouldn't he? And I think sometimes we're a little bit too uncomfortable with that thought. But he created it. God wants to be in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And he also wants to be in our marriage bed. Yeah. <laughs> in our actions, that's true. In our minds and in our actions. In everything that we do, we should do it to the glory of God. Exactly. That's a bit of a, you know, controversial twist. <laughs> alright, alright. I was just teasing. I was just teasing. But guys, we've come to the end of our first ever podcast. Wow. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, this was a very interesting take on having God at the center of your relationship. Yes, if you enjoyed it, please don't hesitate to let us know. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Reckless Love Podcast. Or should we say... You'll hear us next time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can't, but we can't say hear you then. <laughs> we can't say hear you then. But, you know, just drop us some comments. Tell us what you think. And we'll, you know, just stay tuned. All right. <laughs>